Well, hello and welcome back to In the Growth Space. My name is David McLennan and I'm your host and growth coach. And I'm really excited about this particular episode because today we're going to talk with a really amazing entrepreneur. We're going to be shifting into some episodes where we talk about business growth. And and today we're going to be talking with a gentleman by the name of John Johnson. John is an entrepreneur who is passionate about helping others succeed through servant leadership. And you're going to hear this whole attitude of servant leadership and and really humility throughout this this conversation. John's been leading teams his entire life, beginning with seven years of military service and then nearly 30 years of starting and growing manufacturing companies. He was most recently the founder of MarketCraft, which is a manufacturing company that focused on supporting the experiential retail, trade show, and live events industries. His customers included Nike, Adidas, Columbia Sportswear, The North Face, Doc Martens, uh, Whole Foods, and, and, and many other premium consumer brands, and sold it to uh, SGK, which is a Matthews International company, in 2017. Now, John resides in Oregon with his wife and dogs and enjoys spending his time fly fishing, mountain biking, and all things outdoors. Even though he is retired... He continues to mentor and advise startup companies and early stage growing companies. A couple of the things that I really reflected on after this conversation is that John really has an outward mindset and an outward focus that really helped him to grow his business. You're going to hear him talk about believing in the people that he has working with him and and helping them grow and how important that was. You're also going to hear him talk about the value of mentorship and having someone or a group of people that really believe in you and that guide you and give you their experience, help you to perhaps miss the mistakes that they made, but that value of mentorship and and then also how to find a mentor. There were some really great questions that he he offered to to ask your mentor, to ask a mentor. Throughout this entire conversation, I just was so impressed at how John had at the forefront of his mind just the, the serving mindset and the ability to look for for ways that he could help others and help the people that are around him to develop and to grow. And that's what helped him to grow his business. And so, so let's get into this conversation now. Well, hey, John, welcome to In the Growth Space. Uh, grateful to have you here today. And uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. Dave, it's, it's kind of an honor. You know, a lot of people, we don't know each other personally, but a lot of people I have a lot of respect for certainly talk highly of you and your contribution to leadership. So if there's anything I can share to help all those folks, uh, I'm happy to do it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I, I appreciate those kind words. I, I, You know, one of the things that I know about you is that you have been a business leader. You've been a business owner. You've you started companies. You've grown companies. You've sold companies. So let's go kind of go back. Like what you know, what led you to to start a company or or companies? And and tell me about some of that growth process for you. Yeah. So you know, initially uh, after leaving the military, my skills didn't exactly transfer to a, a trade or you know any kind of business. At least I didn't think so at the time. But what every business does need is leadership. And they need people who understand what it is to set a goal, have a mission, uh, assemble the resources and move the team towards that goal. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of figured that's all I had. You know, I didn't really have any education. So I I joined a really small company that was a manufacturing company when there was uh, three or four employees. Mm -hmm. And 
over 17 years, we grew that company to nearly 100 employees, um, wow. and I was able to earn a small equity stake. That experience of going from the shop helper to the you know VP of operations instilled in me that how much how satisfying it was to to have people and grow this thing from something to nothing and see the people grow from um, maybe even an unskilled laborer to an executive. And, and that experience for me, I really thought, you know what I really want to do now that I've I've accomplished this and and this company's gotten probably as far as I'm, I'm able to take it given my skills and experience. I really want to do this on my own and see if I can do something from nothing, you know? And and so I did, you know, I walked away from a very comfortable executive position and was uh, quickly unemployed with a three-year non-compete contract. Oh, man. So uh, that was a, that was a humbling experience, but I, but I knew in my heart, what I really wanted to do is prove probably as much to myself as anyone that I could start something from nothing. And mm-hmm. by, by believing in people and helping them grow mm-hmm. that I could grow as well. And, and that was, that's been the tenant of, of of my success since I was a, you know, in the early days in the military is, you know, my best, my greatest contribution was helping other people succeed. And by that I was able to succeed. Um, But, but the focus was never on how good can I do, Mm. you know, it's it's what, how, how can I help Nick who's 14 years old, become the president of a company, right. Or maybe someday (laughs) own his own company. And that, that's really what it it drives me passionately. Even today when I'm, I'm technically done working, uh, (laughs) I talk about business all the time. I talk with young business leaders and and that's really my main sentiment is, you know, your job is to make everybody else successful. Oh man. I love that. And and I, you know, it reminds me of the, uh, the Zig Ziglar quote, you know, that you'll get everything that you want when you help everybody else get what they want and and that mindset. Yeah. So good. So what was it like going from that laborer to the executive? I'd I'd love just to kind of like how did you, how did you, how did you like make that transition? I mean, because I mean, I'm sure it's a process, obviously, but how did you how did you make that that jump? Well, I'd love to tell you that there was a long strategic plan involved. Uh, <laughs> certainly, yeah. there wasn't. You know, again, I go back to I really didn't have any education. Um, yeah. I got mine in the military. I didn't have any connections, but I did. I did know how to work hard. And, mm-hmm. and I did understand that, that helping the company succeed was more important than helping me succeed. Yeah. And by doing that and always focusing on what, what could I do to make the company better and the people around me better and get them the tools and the training and the teammates, it, it just sort of like got pushed up the ranks. I mean, I never really said, I want to be the VP of operations or I want to be the installation manager or the production manager. I just... I did what I thought should be done to help the team succeed. And somehow I got, you know, moved up, moved up into, into positions and, and learned 30 years of mistakes along the way. You know, it was great. It's a great education. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no better way just to, to kind of walk through the, uh, the challenges as you're, as you're navigating, moving up, so to speak in the, in the organization. I think young people could, could do well to focus on what they're doing to, to help the company succeed, but also keep your eyes open around you. And mm. if you see someone else struggling or a process that you know from a, a past experience might be better, don't be afraid to speak up and try to help those other people succeed. Uh, yeah. I, I see a lot of young people get really focused on their own success and they've got a growth plan and a strategic plan of how they're going to get there. Yeah, and, and they don't leverage all that stuff that's around them. You know, and, and when you start helping those people or someone who's struggling and the team gets better, your own stock starts rising. Yeah. Um, not because you're doing it for yourself. 
Yeah. It's kind of a servant leader, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and and how important was, you know, that for your own success? Like how, how did you like look around you and like, how, how did you, you know, find opportunities to kind of help others? Maybe, maybe not so much, you know, as well, I guess maybe as you, as you were you know, rising in the ranks from laborer to executive, I guess, what, what led you to that? Maybe. I don't know. I think, I think from a really young age, I was able, I found my own self-worth in, in helping other people. It didn't matter whether it was a baseball team or the military, a small company, a volunteering effort, something like that. It's just, that's sort of where I get my yeah. emotional fuel from. Sure. And so it's, it's nothing that I learned anywhere along the yeah. way, but I mean, to this day, I'm, if, if we have a conversation and you're struggling with a home remodel, I'm going to chip in and, and talk to you about some products and mistakes that I've made and help you. I don't, I guess yeah. it's just the way I'm wired. Sure. Could have been my, uh, my upbringing. You know, my mom did a great job raising me on her own and yeah. uh, I credit a lot of our, my value system to her. And mm, um, awesome. I, I think we've always, we, we really had nothing until very recently and, but yet we always shared with everyone else. And that's, that's mm. a lesson that I don't think a lot of people could take with them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. So shift gears for just a moment and like talk a little bit about like I know you're you're doing some mentoring and some some helping of entrepreneurs and some startups and what are some of the common themes or common challenges that startup owners or entrepreneurs are are facing right now that you're that you're working with you know that's a great that's a great question David this is an interesting time time in business mm-hmm. the access to capital has never been easier there's access to, there's opportunities everywhere and where a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck, and I, I try to help coach them through it, is is a couple of things. The first one is leaving the security blanket of their current job, yeah. and just helping them swallow the realization that you may go without a paycheck for six to twelve to eighteen months. Yep. That's the risk, right? Yeah. You have to balance the opportunity with the risk. But the thing what most people get stuck at is is the silliest thing. There's a great book by uh, Richard Kiyosaki called The Art of the Start, mm, yeah. and you know his first thing is if you want to start. Just start. Yeah, <laughs> and right. you don't necessarily have to quit your job and mortgage your house and, and invest yeah. your life savings to start a business, you know. And I really encourage these young folks to just start. You know, yeah. know where you're going, know what your goal is, and start. If mm-hmm. that start is taking a class on how to re- read a profit and loss statement, take the class. Right. You know, if that start is submitting a ninety-nine dollar LLC formulation, start. Yeah. Do something, but get started because if you don't start. You'll never finish. Mm, yeah. I think that that's one struggle. And then there's so much that hits you when you're first first mm-hmm. open your business and hang your shingle. You know this very well, right? You yeah, can have sure. all the equipment and resources and tools and a factory. Where do I find my customers? All right. What do I sell them? Am I selling them the right thing? Am I solving the right problems? I mean, those are the things that keep you up at night. Yeah. And you know, anybody that gets into it, whether it's one one person business or a thousand, it's not an eight hour a day job. It's a 24 hour a day job. Yeah. And you right. gotta be ready for that. You gotta be ready for it. Yeah. How how did you like brace yourself or prepare yourself for that kind of uh, an environment? Uh it was trial by fire, David. Um <laughs> I'll tell you a great a great lesson that I learned, you know, while moving up the ranks of that manufacturing company. I did not fully appreciate how hard it was to find, cultivate, and grow customer relationships. Mm. If you had a product and you needed it made, I could find you the guys, train them, find the equipment, move buildings, you know, do all these things to help the company grow. Mm. And I just 
did not appreciate how hard the other side of the business was. And uh, I learned that lesson the hard way, like everything. When I opened my own business, I found the couple of the best people that I knew. I leased a building from a friend. I, I scrimped and saved and bought equipment. I had everything in place. And I opened the doors and the customers didn't rush in. <laughs> <laughs> and build it and, and they uh, did not come, right? <laughs> they, did, they, they weren't there. I, I just, uh, I was so naive, you know? So it was such a humbling moment. And, and to this day, I just uh, shout out to my old partners. I didn't fully appreciate how hard that part was. And, um, how critical it was. And, and I think I flipped flipped the script in my brain that anybody can lease a building and find equipment. That's not yeah. hard, right? Yeah. Find the customers, cultivate the relationship and continue to grow with them. That's the hard part. Yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah, for sure. Same with your employees. You know, how do you how do you meet the right employees? How do you convince them to come to work for you? How do you get them the tools and the training and the teammates that they need? It's a lot of work. Yeah. Anybody that that doesn't think that <laughs> they're, they're wrong. I can tell you yeah. they're wrong. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I'm sure it sounds like, you know, at least not only your up your upbringing, but also maybe the military also helped you to put in place some of those disciplines and habits that really helped you to work hard and but but also work smart as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A great quote from Simon Simon Sinek, who's you know incredibly popular. Yeah. I, and I love this one is Soldiers will jump on a grenade because they know the guy next to them will do the same thing to them. And I think one of the things that's what really helped me in the military uh, look outside myself is that my job was as much to keep myself alive, more to keep them alive because they were going to keep me alive. And when you have that that outlook, you look at a bigger picture mm-hmm. than just how do I stay and helping all those other people. It just really instilled a sense of of servant leader in me, you know, uh, whether it was me by myself, my two guy squad or the platoon that I ended up leading those guys, their lives, their, their, whether they ate, how much they slept, whether they were trained was all my responsibility, mm-hmm. not me getting another stripe, keeping, the, you know, making sure those guys had everything that they needed. And you could take the boy out of the army, but you can't take the army out of the boy. You know, <laughs> That's how it is. But yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, in, in part of your your growth journey, I know that you you built a company, MarketCraft, and you you grew that, and you got it to a point where you were able to to sell it to a publicly traded company. And and what were some of the lessons that you learned in that process? Like, how was your? I, I can only imagine that your your growth like trajectory, if you put it on a graph, had to like be <laughs> exponential during that process, right? Right. <laughs> Definitely a J shape, right? Um, yeah. I was start say, a company, so, yeah. acquire a whole bunch of debt, have a lot of responsibility, and then, you know, get really lucky one day. And it's a great lesson I, li- I like to talk to. And Nick probably is going to sh- fall back from this. He's heard it so many times, but, you know, I worked really, really hard for 30 years. And then one day I got really lucky. And I think that's, uh, you know, they call it 10 years to an overnight success. Any any analogy you want to put to it, that was one, one really great lesson. But the growth journey with IDLs, SGK Matthews, you know, I have to credit my mentor, Jim Herman, very successful businessman who I once leased a building from. He sold his company to Lennox, another publicly traded company. He had a small manufacturing company. And he retired at 52 years old. And over the years of leasing a building from him and and he and I speaking about some tenant issues he had and things like this, we became good friends. And I started to think, why not me? You know, maybe I don't have the education or this, but but why couldn't I do that? And so, you know, I started sort of shifting our our conversations more towards business. And the more I asked, humbled myself and asked him, the more he told me. And that mentoring relationship, I credit 99.9% 99.9% with the success of MarketCraft and being able to sell to a company. I don't think that I would have thought it was possible for me. I wouldn't have known how to frame the company. I wouldn't have known how to run it because you run mm. it different 
if you're trying to earn a bunch of money than you are if you're trying to sell it or grow it. I mean, there's different phases of a business. And sure, you know, Jim was so open with his with his guidance and advice. And he never really would answer any question directly, but he would <laughs> he would let you know what to think about and what experiences he had had. But you know, your mistakes are your own. You get to make your own decisions. But I, I credit having a good mentor and that journey you talk about, because you know, I started it. My my mission was five family wage jobs. You know, I'm going to give back to my community by creating five family wage jobs. I came from a place that, you know, unemployment racked it and yeah, yeah. community suffered because of it. And I just thought, you know, maybe I can do something to make a difference in my little community, change the world, change your community, yeah. five family wage jobs. That's all I really wanted to do. Yeah. And then over time and speaking with him and seeing the lifestyle he was now living, I thought that doesn't seem like such a bad idea. I wonder <laughs> if I could do that. You know, maybe I could create more jobs in a bigger company. So I, I changed my goal a little bit and decided that I wanted to try and sell it. And so I, with his help, I went from being a, a pretty good operational strategic guy to uh, learning about the business of business and um, really understanding my numbers and really understand what companies are looking for when they invest in another company and then tailoring the business plan and the trajectory of the business towards that goal. So that was quite a, quite a leap for you know, a kid from a logging town in Oregon, uh, <laughs> just to learn, just to learn all that. But having that. his help and a couple of other mentors, um, Dean Brown, uh, Bill Blakesley, those guys never would happen without them. And I, and I, I encourage people to to search out those relationships because they can they can accelerate you many years ahead and save you from a ton of mistakes. And I love that. I, I love that you brought in this this uh, idea and the value of of having a mentor. And how, how did you how did you find those mentors? Like, or did they just find you? I'm I'm always kind of curious about how people find their mentors. For me, I look I looked at who do who do I want to how do I want my life to be and who do I want it to be like? Who's already there um, and who who might have the willingness, if I can humble myself to share some of those experiences with me. And, sure. you know, I, I made, I made the friendship first. I was never af after, I didn't look to Jim to be more of my mentor. I started by helping him with some tenant issues that he had, uh, giving him a little bit of advice and yeah. um, working through some things. And I just thought, God, why, why couldn't, well, I could I could learn so much from this guy. How could I do this? You know, and so yeah. our we I, I started taking him, literally taking him and a couple of these other guys. I'd take him to lunch and say, "Can I just hear about your experience? What made you successful? Would you tell? Would you share some of that with me?" And that's how the mm. the relationship started. So yes. I want to be like you. How how would you recommend I get there? You know, what yeah. mistakes did you make? Yeah, things like that. It was, it's kind of the more you humble yourself, the more those people will tell you. Yeah, yeah, uh, is, is the way so I look true. at it. And then the share it free. You know, I never asked Jim for a penny, mm. even though had I, he probably would have helped me finance it, but it would have changed our relationship. Yeah. And, and, and I just think, I, I love the fact that you, you talked about friendship first and really just being a friend and, and, and being interested in them. And it sounds like you learned how to ask great questions as well, because I think that that's, I, I you know, I, I talk to my emerging leaders all the time about the value of asking questions rather than thinking that you have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, yeah. How did, how important was asking those questions and like really finding the good questions for your mentor? Invaluable, mm. invaluable. You know, I learned, uh, I heard something and he probably wasn't the first person to say it, but one of my first customers early on was Orville Roth who built a small grocery chain mm. empire out here in Oregon. And he once said, John, you got two ears and one mouth, use them in proportion. <laughs> You know, oh yeah. And uh, my dad told me the exact right? same thing. <laughs> right, right. And I think learning to ask those good questions was hard because you you get this sense that, that you're the owner and you know everything and you've got 
strategic plan and your business plan and you know where you're going. But I, I, it comes down to um, kind of vulnerability and humility. You have to yeah. be you have to be humble enough to ask questions that you think you know the answer to. Mm-hmm. But get somebody else's perspective, and I think I think a, a lot of people could do well to do that. Just uh, like you said, it's better to ask good questions, yeah. and the best questions I think are not tactically how did you do this, mm-hmm. but more like what was what are a few of the secrets to to, to your success? What yeah. what mistakes did you make? What regrets do you have? What would you do differently if you had it to do it again? Because then th- those aren't tactically telling you to do this, but they give you a way of frame your way of thinking. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. I, I I love those. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's 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 looking for the lessons. It's like it's like you're mining for gold, and you've got to kind of be able to kind of filter out some of the things. But you have to be able to use the stories, use the the regrets, use the the lessons that they've learned to be able mm-hmm. to find your own path. Yeah. 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 They're they're deeper questions. You know, not where did you get the money. Yeah. How did you prepare to look for financing? How did you mm-hmm. talk to investors? You know, who did mm-hmm. you, you know, th- those types of questions. So you, it's like you think about the question you want to ask and the answer you want, and then yeah. go deeper and then go deeper again and try to get to the root of what you really want to know. Well, and and, and to go deep like that, you've got to, you, you have to be a friend. I mean, you have to be able to be, have a trusting relationship first, right? right? I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to just ask a question that's that deep and you know of somebody that you just met <laughs> right or you have a superficial right. relationship with yeah yeah it all start it all starts with you you helping someone else it's the way our brains are wired it's the theory of reciprocity it comes yeah. from millions of years of evolution and, and animals and people yeah. and uh you know the more you do for others the more you're accepted into the group and the more they'll try to help you it's really not rocket science yeah. even i understand it <laughs> right right <laughs> right well you know and, and that makes me actually think too about this this idea of kind of having a tribe and having a almost like I don't know if you're familiar with the book Tribe of Mentors by Tim Ferriss, but it's a huge mm-hmm. book and he he kind of takes a look at different people in their lives. And I, I'm just curious, like, and it sounds like you've had several mentors. It wasn't just one. It was like a a group of people. And and how important was was that input into maybe your own mindset and changing your mindset from a laborer to a business owner who and leader who now is you know selling their their business and and being able to uh, get to where you are today? How how important was was that tribe of mentors for you? Just not just one, but but a multitude of them. In, again, I, I overuse the word invaluable, but you know I, I grew up without a, a positive male role model. Okay, and beginning early on with the military, it was my first experience with that. Mm-hmm. I tried very hard to find someone that I really respected and looked up to mm-hmm. and listened to him as much as I could. Cause I did, it was 18 years that I didn't have that. Yeah, And sure. it, it just paid off so well that it became, just became part of who I am. I mean, to this day, yeah, I, I mean, I was, I've had some success and, you know, been incredibly fortunate, but I still, to this day, you know, I look up to, to Jim Herman and, and Dean Brown and, and there's these positive role models who have done things very differently, gone very different paths and just so much to learn from them. At least for me, there was so yeah. much to learn from them. Yeah, I love it. So how do you keep yourself growing these days, John? I mean, I know that you're you're done working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. I mean, but but yeah, talk about like how do you keep how do you keep that growth path? Because I know that there's a a lot of people out there that think they want to retire, but really 
that's that's not the you know kind of the be all end all <laughs> from what I hear. Yeah, and especially if you you're a bit of a type A personality where you always got to be doing something. So yeah, you know there were there were a lot of bets on the table that I'd be back in business in twelve months. So uh, all those <laughs> yeah. people lost money. Yes, um, they did, didn't they? <laughs> they did. But I do I do spend a lot of time uh, talking and thinking about business uh, and and my growth path right now is I'm striving to become Jim Herman or Dean Brown and. Give back as much as was given to me, because you know if 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 those guys gave to one person to me, and I could give to five people, and those five people give to five people, it becomes a, a big snowball, big flywheel momentum effect. And so I spend a lot of time, even me, reaching out to people that I want to mentor, right, ah, um, yeah, who don't cool. necessarily ask for it, or even know that they need it, or even understand that they're getting it. That's okay. Sure. It's it's a way that I can give back, and it keeps my mind really fresh, yeah. and really on top of solving a lot of problems, which is, I, I just love it. I mean, I, I, if we, you start talking about any kind of business, my eyes light up and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I could be under a car fixing the suspension. You start talking about something, you know what we could do? Uh, matter of fact, I've got a couple of, a couple little uh, business ideas incubating right now. I'm just looking for some, some people who want to take them and run with them, that I can help yeah. them. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily want to own the business and run it day to day, but I'd love to help guys start it. I've start. helped two startups that are in their first and third year. Okay. Um, that are both growing. I've got and I've got two mid-stage manufacturing companies that are growing, uh, and a couple people who want to start businesses or transition into to a business. And that that's what I do with my time when I'm not fly fishing or riding bicycles <laughs> or something. But <laughs> or even then, I'm always right? thinking about it. It's yeah. I'm broken that way. Uh, it's great. No, I think that's amazing because I think that the 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 value of somebody who's been there and who's gone through the process of of that growth and building something and developing relationships. I think that there's so much to be learned from that. I mean, I, I know that we go to school to, to quote unquote, learn things, but I think it's, there's so much more value in learning from other people. Uh, I, I tell the story of, of my grandfather. I, I, I used to go on business trips. I, I got to Atlanta an awful lot. And my, my grandpa lived just outside of Atlanta. And so every time I go, I, I would go there. I would I would run up and and see him and spend a day or or, or an evening with him, just hanging out and and asking questions. And man, I learned so much in that few year period when I got to do that. So I, I just think the value of other people in your lives and people like you, John, who are willing to 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 invest in other people, uh, man, it's so it's so valuable. And I, I'm grateful for people like you because I think that that's what's going to help the future of our business and business leaders, especially in this kind of this post-pandemic world that we're living in. There's so many challenges I know right now, but I think I think that we're more positioned or better positioned than ever to be able to face those challenges. Yeah, I agree. Um, one of my favorite sayings is where there's challenge, there's opportunity. And yeah. it's hard to not just jump in and start another business right now because I feel <laughs> so much energy and so much opportunity out there, but I, I think I can do better better for the community by helping other people do it because then you can scale your expertise, right? Yeah, um, right. You know, one guy can start one get one business or one guy can help 10 people start a business. And so that that's really what I'm trying to do. But those lessons, you know, that, that you talk about, uh, one of my, my favorite things I tell people is, hey, here's my phone number, my email. I'm happy to share 35 years of, of mistakes with you anytime you want, you know, and, and the advice that I give is worth every penny uh, free. 
So, you know, call me up. Um, you don't have to make all these mistakes if you don't want to, or you're welcome to if you'd like. If you want to, right. <laughs> if you'd like. <laughs> yeah. How about it? Oh, man, yeah. that's great. That's great. Well, John, th- thank you for the time today. I mean, just just hearing your journey is, I, I think it's so beneficial. And I, and I hope that those who are listening today really kind of tune into that, the lessons that you've talked about, but just being humble, being willing to learn, being willing to ask questions and and really to, you know, understand that it's not a straight line. And I I love the fact that you said that, you know, you didn't really have this strategic plan to to go from labor to executive, but it kind of just as a a process of of being humble and and really being willing to learn, because I think that that's that's a part of growth that many don't understand that it, 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 it's not a straight line. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is there anything that if, if, you know, you had a, a, a message or a billboard to, uh, to aspiring leaders that you'd love to be able to say and, and, and share with them uh, just to kind of wrap a bow on this conversation? There's probably a couple of things, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. The first one is, is look outside yourself. Mm-hmm. Your job as a leader is to help every individual and the team succeed. And that doesn't matter what it is you have to do. Um, get them food, make sure they're sleeping, get them training, get them tools, mm-hmm. get them the right customers. But your job in leading is really supporting all those people. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's your job to take care of them and understand each of them individually mm-hmm. and what each individual needs to succeed. And it's completely different. Some people need confidence, some people need training, some people need to, you to get out of their way. Yeah. And, and you got to really understand people. I mean, one of my most admired leaders is Phil Jackson, who, you know, yeah. has nine championship basketball rings. And, yeah. you know, Phil has to coach 12 guys who all make 10 times as much money as him. Yeah. Phil understands people. Right. Right. Understands people and puts the right people in the right place with the right training at the right time. That, that's one lesson. Look outside yourself. Your job is to serve. Mm. You know, everybody thinks leadership is standing in front and pointing everybody the right way, but it's exactly the opposite. You know, you, you got to support everybody, flip those hierarchical organization charts around you. Your job is to be the linchpin that supports everybody. Um, that That's one, one thing I'd like to share with people and then build a great team. They'll build a great company, uh, build a great team, support them. And, and you'll, you'll have a great company, but you've got to let them do it. Someday you may not be there. And I think the mark of a great leader really yeah. and when I learned this in the military is when you leave that unit this is the reason the military rotates people a lot when you leave that unit it should get better after you leave mm. because you've done the right things to put the right people in place with the right training if you leave and the place falls apart you failed and i believe that in business as well if market craft fell apart today i failed as a leader uh, you yeah. know i want nothing more than them to have twice the success that i had because that means i did a pretty good job and I, yeah. I think that's it's a lot of people. And when people say, oh, if I left this place, it would fall apart. I just cringe. It's hard to not say something, you know, because yeah. you're not thinking of things, of things the right way. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I wish there were more people that <laughs> like you, John, that that really understood that principle, because I think that building our people and helping them to be the leaders that they can be is what's going to future-proof and, and, and really perpetuate our organizations and, and really make them 
even better than you know the way we left them and mm-hmm. um, i think that's so key it's and it's really one of the things you know sh- shamelessly to, to to plug my emerging leader inner circle a moment mm-hmm. i mean it's it's why i i do my work with emerging leaders because i see such potential and such value in helping to build them and and the companies that that come and and put their people through my program they see that as well and i think that that's how, to me, that's that's how we can impact the the future of business. Uh, you know, in in my view, anyway, I, I just think that building our leaders and growing them, just like you were saying, John, so important, so important. Yeah, I have to thank you for what you're doing. You know, I, uh, before I even left after selling, I I saw what you were doing and looked at the work that you you were doing with your company, and I thought I'd like to be like that guy because <laughs> oh, you know why I may I may scale my mistakes and leadership to five or 10 people, you're doing it for hundreds. And it's so important uh, just watching how you're leveraging that because you may teach a thousand leaders who may teach a thousand other leaders, you know, and then that's, that's really going to make an impact at the end of the day. So uh, maybe someday I can be like Dave. (laughs) Uh, John, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I'm worthy of that, but thank you. (laughs) That's true. I mean, truly. Well, thank you. I I appreciate that. And I'm humbled and honored by those words. And I, I really appreciate that. And, and, you know, there may be a way that we can uh, collaborate together. And so uh, (laughs) let's, uh, let's see where we can take this. Certainly. If if you have clients who want to learn 30 years of mistakes, uh, call me. I've got a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, John. Thanks for being on the the, the podcast today. And, And I really appreciate the conversation and so many great lessons. And so I hope that uh, those of you who are listening really, you know, took some notes. If, if you didn't go back, listen to, uh, listen to it again, because I think there were, I was taking notes. I literally was, was writing down different things that John was saying that I think are great principles that uh, are so important for, for, for business leaders, for, for just leaders and for, for people who want to grow and, and really improve themselves and improve our world. And so uh, John, again, thank you so much for, for being here. Thanks for having me on. It was a real honor. You ever have anything that I can help you with to, to help you succeed? Give me a call. Uh, I appreciate it, John. Well, I am so grateful for this conversation with John because it's always great to be able to hear the story of an entrepreneur who who started out as a laborer and then started a company and grew it and then sold it and is now mentoring other entrepreneurs. And so that cycle of life and that cycle of, of entrepreneurship, I think really is important for every leader who either wants to start their own company or maybe just wants to be able to help grow their own company. Uh, I, I think there are so many lessons in this particular episode, especially related to having that outward mindset and, and really the counterintuitive way that he looked outside of himself and 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 really looked at other people and looked to help them to grow and when they grew uh, he he and his organization grew as well and, and I think it was really important and towards the end of the conversation John talked about understanding people and and gosh if, if there's anything that you know about me that I think is one of the key elements of growth is understanding people and helping them to grow helping them to become aware of perhaps their potential and helping them grow. I'm really grateful for this conversation and really grateful that John uh, took time to to share with us here uh, today. And, and if this was an episode that 
that brought someone to mind for you, I would encourage you to hit that share button on your podcast app and share it with that person who you think would benefit from hearing this conversation. And if you would, please, it would really mean the world to me if you give us a five-star rating and review the podcast. Please, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, go out and rate us and review us. We want to be able to spread more value in in the value of growth and the value of a growth journey. Now, I have to say we have some additional amazing guests coming up on the show and I'd like your help as well. If you know someone who really would be a good guest, a, a, a great person for me to to get to know and, and interview here on the, in the growth space, uh, please reach out to me. Uh, send me a note, uh, admin at davidmcglennon.com. Uh, that'll be in the show notes as well. Uh, I'd love to be able to hear from you, perhaps someone that you'd like to hear. So again, thanks so much for listening and tuning in. And until next time, remain in the growth space and be well. Be well.